Driving while black. What does that mean to you? What it means depends on your perspective. Are you a black driver? Do you have family or friends are black drivers? Might also depend on your experiences or the experiences of your family and friends. When your perspective about driving while black is different from another's perspective, do you defer? When you're white and you have no family or friends who are black, do you, perhaps arrogantly, elevate your opinion over their experience? I used to until I changed my perspective. I easily quoted, love God and love your neighbor. However, I chose my neighbors. The ones I chose, they looked like me, they thought like me, they voted like me, they had my same theology, all my political views, we agreed on. Love God and love neighbor was more conceptual than it was real. Listen to this from a recent, uh, this quote from a recent Richard Rohr daily email. The biblical tradition says that truth is found not in abstract concepts, but in an encounter with otherness. As in the Trinity, trust is a relationship of love with what we gaze upon. Jewish philosopher Emmanuel Levinas said the only thing that really converts people is the face of the other. The face of Yahweh for Moses the face of a lover for Jacob, the face of an accuser for David, these change people's truth. It is relationship. The face of the other that transforms us, converts us, and gives us our deepest identity. So how did I change my perspective? A life event significantly impacted me. My brother and sister-in-law adopted my biracial nephews. I began to see the world differently. I noticed that life was frequently hard for them just because of their skin color. Let me give you another example. A Bible professor from Rochester University, I served on a not-for-profit board with him. I went to a presentation that he was having with a couple of his coworkers, one of whom was a Muslim professor from the Detroit area. I arrived early and I was able to sit back and watch and I noticed they weren't just coworkers. They were friends, and I was struck by that. They weren't. They were different than what I expected. That experience, along with several others, challenged me and my perspective. So I went home to Tulsa. I went to some classes, Islam for non-Muslims, at the mosque. I met some incredible friends. That led me to an interfaith group and then to an interfaith trip to Israel. So that trip to Israel... There were a group of 15 of us that went. Our leader is a female Muslim executive director of Tulsa Metropolitan Ministry. There were three other Muslims, one Jew, a gay atheist, an agnostic, eight Christians, three of whom were gay. We were on a dual narrative trip. We had both a Jewish guide and a Muslim guide. It's interesting the perspective when you get, you get from dual narratives. That trip opened my eyes to the beauty of diverse groups. I love those people. I've had them at my house for dinner. They are my friends. About five years ago, I attended a session called, entitled, Got White Privilege? 
facilitators started with definitions. We moved from racist to racism. And they talked about the role of power with racism. So as a group, they invited us to give examples in our society of where we move in and out. And I'm talking American society, I get it. But where we move in and out of power. So we started listening to them. Male, female. Christian, non-Christian. White, non-white. Healthy, unhealthy. Educated, less educated. Rich, poor. Straight, LGBTQIA. Older, younger. Know the language, struggle with the language. So after compiling the list, the speaker again talked about how we move in and out of some power positions, except, and I was already pointing at myself, everywhere I go, I had power. My voice mattered. But how am I using it? Am I loving God and loving my neighbor? Or was I looking out for myself? My perspective changed. I want you to think about the Tower of Babel story in Genesis 11 and think about it a little bit differently. I've always kind of thought about that in a negative light. God loves diversity. He created that diversity on purpose. He intentionally created it because they love diversity. So what are we doing with the diversity? Are we content to live in our own little bubbles? Are we willing to allow challenges to our perspectives? probably can't see the title, but it, have any of you read this book by D Dr. Esau Macaulay, Reading While Black? Reading the Bible while black is different than reading it while white. I've read books by womanist theologians, black theologians, feminist theologians, those that are uh, presenting liberation theology. It changes my perspective about God. I see things differently that I never saw before. I just finished a cohort intensive for my uh, degree, Masters of Religious Education and Missional Leadership, and we engage in a practice called dwelling in the text, dwelling in the word. Last week we were in Romans 8, and the fourth day that we were dwelling in Romans 8, he asked us to bring to our reading that day someone or a group of people that we know that live on the margins. So I thought about the North Tulsans. They continue to struggle with the ripple effect of the 1921 race massacre. 1921, and it still has impact. The Bible is certainly living and active, and that sounds different when you try to imagine it from somebody else's perspective. That fourth time reading it, it was different, just by thinking about a different perspective to the text. Jesus didn't just imagine life with different perspectives or people on the margins. He showed us power of the table. He sat and ate with diverse people all the time, those people on the margins. I encourage you, invite people that look differently than you, think differently, act differently than you. Ask them to eat with you. Choose to listen to them, rather to impose your perspective. Ask questions, get to know them as people. It's, is it hard? Of course. Is it hard for me to keep my mouth shut sometimes? Absolutely. Is it hard to love people who annoy us and make us mad? Of course. But who did the brown-skinned, dark-eyed Jesus say we should exclude from our list of neighbors? He forgave his executioners from this position. Is it hard to love others? 
Yeah. Is it messy? Absolutely. But Jesus didn't tell us to go find a comfortable life and try to avoid the messiness. He just told us to take up our cross daily. Follow him. Stretch your perspectives. Expand your definition of neighbors. Love well. 